can you keep a secret? Judging by the end of this movie, no. No, you can't. So we're going to wipe your memory of all the fun and exciting adventures you've experienced and turn you back into a corporate shill working a 9-to-5 lacking any comprehensible meaning to your sad, pathetic fucking excuse of this thing you call life. I'm not doing okay. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's knee-deep in fairy dust and human brains. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the man who discovered he was bisexual while watching this movie. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. The both of us discovered discovered our sexualities <laughs> watching this movie, listeners. This is the both of us turned to each other and went, yeah. Maybe I do like listening to Sade at full blast alone in my room on Friday nights. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, damn, this movie, this, this movie was something, man. It's Speed is the name of the game with this movie, and I fucking love it. Dude, I want to talk about that, but first, let's let the people know what we're talking about today. Mm. We're talking mm-hmm. about the 2011 computer animated fantasy film Barbie, A Fairy Secret. It's mm-hmm. basically about Barbie discovering that cryptids live among us, and she has to go on some magical fa- to go to some magical fairyland to save Ken from getting married to a magical fairy princess. Mike, you said it before, but the main thing with this movie <laughs> is I don't think I've said this about a movie that we've covered up to this point, but this movie could have been longer because it fucking books it. <laughs> to the end. And I don't mean that like in a, like, oh, it felt like very fast, like the raid. The movie is just like, hey, here's information. You got it. It doesn't matter. Fuck you. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. We You have to keep up. It's like, <laughs> it's like going to math class. You're always behind. It's, it's my, the thing about this movie is that it moves so fast and all of its problems are solved in approximately 10 seconds. It yeah. is impressive how quickly it resolves everything it's unless ken is unless unless it's involving ken you better believe they're about to roll out the solution faster than a freaking vine video it is so quick dude i really had my work cut out for me because i got like three minutes in and i was like trying to type as quickly as i could on my laptop to get like all my notes to tell you all and i was like okay i got i got to pause it i need i need to (laughs) Take a second, write everything down, gather my thoughts. Otherwise, I would have missed something. But yeah, exactly. Mike, this is a fast movie. It's only like what 72, 73 minutes, but it could have been yeah. like, like easily like 90 minutes or a hundred yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the biggest criticism I have of this movie is speed. And honestly, maybe it's because I am five Barbie movies down. Mm-hmm. But honestly. If speed's the only issue, then maybe it's not that bad of a movie. Not that it's good by any means, but it's not, dear Jesus, I want to, I want to like spoon out my own eyes after watching this and more just like, hmm, this movie was for children, but it was entertaining how fucking fast everything was mm-hmm. in an almost twisted way. The absolute just, just like ADHD zoomer child speed that things were moving at was borderline entertaining Mm. it was it was so funny to me and like yeah so mike i do want to ask you where do you rank this like you we were talking a little bit beforehand and i want you to talk about this on the podcast where do you rank this in the barbie movies that you've seen i would rank this in 
I would rank this number one. And here are my reasons why. So compared to something like uh, Thumbelina, it's a masterpiece. My God, Thumbelina sucked. Thumbelina hurt to, to watch. This one has an original story that's coherent, which is Mother of God. That is a big thing, apparently, in the Barbie world. On top of that, it's it's pacing is comical. It's pacing is hysterical. And it's its characters aren't like they're not unhinged or unlikable. They're mostly just 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 not nothing people just what running around doing things. That being said, Barbie and Raquel, who are the two people, at least Raquel's sassy. So you're like, all right, well, at least there's something to it. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I would put this in number one because, like, I know there is no star-studded Tim Curry to be had here, but hmm, I think it's all right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, compared to everything else, like, Thumbelina's awful. Island Princess, I mean, the, the, many of the characters are unlikable in mid. Um, Barbie's Secret Diaries, like, that's a by-the-numbers movie. That's a, that's that's also incredibly mid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nutcracker, it's just, I don't it's know, the it's nut the cracker. Nutcracker. There's not, all, there's not a whole lot you can fuck up with the Nutcracker. So, yeah, I think it's number one. Yeah, I will say, like, the characters, again, there's nothing, like, grossly inoffensive about them, but I think with this move, with the uh, this movie so far, Barbie is at her most, I'm perfect in every way, shape, and form in this movie. Yes. Which means yes. she's that, she's basically like a Mary Sue, if you know what that means, but it doesn't really lead to an interesting character. We have, the, we have Ken for the first time on this podcast, but he was basically if Fred from Scooby-Doo became a cuck, and that's basically it. <laughs> And then Raquel just has some like weird rivalry with Barbie, but she might actually secretly like her. It's, I don't know that it's, it's, it's interesting enough, but you can't really like lit, like, like watch it be like, okay. Cause you're not letting it like, you're not really able to like think about it. Cause this movie just, this movie's pacing is that of like a hundred meter sprint. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, the movie doesn't give you any time to really dwell on the character's relationship. Mm-hmm. Quite literally. All it's, it, and, that's, and that's definitely to its detriment. My God, is it to its detriment? Because they could have freaking slowed down for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. pushed it to 90, and then had, you know, some development between Raquel and like Barbie and allow for more tiffs and stuff to really hammer home that they didn't like each other or that there was growth or something deeper between them or anything like that instead of just going like just going like Raquel's gonna make snide comments just as they're doing things and then they're gonna have a huge blow up when they're when they're towards the end of the movie it's it's not giving itself any opportunities for development it's just going like here's this cool thing here's this cool thing moving on to the next scene you're like Shoot, okay. Okay, movie. Uh, now, now we'll get we'll be talking about the pacing throughout, but let's talk about the animation for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that while the animation in this movie is certainly better than the ones we've covered, mainly because it's the most recent one we've talked about, there are still so many like memeable facial expressions, and I think most of that comes down to this might sound a little bit weird, but like the characters' mouths 
like mm-hmm. in their resting facial expression, like when they're like done talking, their their mouths are just like rest in a weird place that sometimes doesn't feel natural. Mike, what are your thoughts? <laughs> it's my God, they're like <laughs> they're like wax figures because what'll happen is I totally understand what you're talking about because I didn't really I wasn't really thinking about it, but it was weird to look at the characters when they're not when they're not talking or and and like their face is facing the camera because their mouths are weird because sometimes it'll be stretched sometimes it'll be contorted sometimes people's mouths will just hang open as if to catch flies it's they really the animations are weird for the characters Mm. at, at certain points they're getting a lot craftier about it it's not like the nutcracker where it's just you just have some just sins against humanity just running around it's now it's more just like kind of uglier stuff like yeah so yeah again best we've had so far is that a high bar no no it's not just like calling this the best barbie movie we've covered so far that's not really a high bar to be honest Mm mm-hmm so yeah. lastly, before we get on to our drinks, I do have to mention that Kelly Sheridan, the voice of Barbie in like the last movies we've talked about, she's not in this one. She just R.I.P. You know, well, well, <laughs> she comes back in later Barbie installments. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Get, get your Barbie lore straight, Michael. What I'm sorry. R.I.P. Kelly Sheridan. She's not dead, but you know it feels like it. <laughs> so, Mike, let's get to the ever most important question we have here on the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. If Barbie. A fairy secret, and I'm looking at my notes and I accidentally put down a fairy princess, but no, Barbie, a fairy secret, were a drink. What would it be and why? All right, everybody. I'm going to keep it simple because this movie is pretty simple. This movie has some, some, some beats. It's got its main two characters, Barbie and Raquel. It's got a bright and colory place called Los Angeles. Where fairies are, which is home to a host of jokes. Make no mistake. Uh, it's, We're just going to let it then, hang. Exactly. It's, it's just letting that one sit. And then there's also this B plot. Well, maybe it's not a B plot, but it's like a... It's like an A.2 plot, if that makes sense. It's like a side plot to the main plot, mm-hmm. but not a totally different plot with Ken trying to just make sense of what the actual fuck is going on. So, of course, Barbie, two outs, Pink Whitney, simple as that, pour it in. But we have our secondary character in Raquel, and, you know, we'll toss in Ken, but it, Ken's mostly just sort of like, like you said, he's like Fred from Scooby-Doo, so he's not really that interesting of a person. <laughs> so it's so we're going to focus this on Raquel. Throw an ounce of Chambord in, because we got the pink, and now we got the purple. It's And let's be honest with ourselves, those are literally the two main colors of this movie. By far and away. Next, we have the setting of the fairy world. There's a lot of yellow and a lot of teal. Um, the characters in the fairy world, there's not really a lot to them. It's pretty, they're pretty mundane NPCs 
and the ones that they Barbie and Raquel talk to very much are just people who are just like, my life is perfect and everything is great and I have no complaints. Thank you. And it's, that's it. There's, there's nothing to it. So you know what? Let's just toss in some lemon juice. And then finally, we are for our two final ingredients. I'm going to steal one from my co-host. Hmm. Throw in some edible glitter because this is probably the sparkliest Barbie movie that we've had so far. Mm -hmm. The rest of them, I have understood why you would throw in the sparkles. This is the sparkliest movie. My God, it is just like very, like whenever they, like the characters will do the Wu-Tang clan symbol to like indicate that they're fairies. They do. (laughs) And and they do. And then as a result, (laughs) they'll... The like glitter will fall down, so throw in some edible glitter. Finally, we have to address the elephant in the room, the pacing. I want you to get the just one under the recommended dosage on your bottle of amphetamines and put that in. Cause your heart's gonna be thumping uncomfortably fast. You're not gonna like fall over or die. Much like watching this movie won't make you, like, actually pass out from how fast it is. But it'll come close. <laughs> so throw in the amphetamines. Finally, you know, to, to show that, like, you know, Ken's involved, put it into, put it into a, uh, a whiskey glass on ice. And that's my drink. Oh, yeah. So, so it was, what was it you said? It was uh, the Pink Whitney. It was the Chamborden. Um, some lemon juice. Lemon. Amphetamines and edible. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and the edible glitter. Yeah, you see, I agree with you. I do think this is the sparkliest one. Which you know, spoiler alert for my drink. I'm adding extra edible glitter in mine because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. dude, gee, this movie is sparkly. You and I, again, similar similar directions. We use the, like the same themes, but just some some differences thrown in there. And I'll I'll, okay. I'll, ex- I'll explain why in a second. But dude, okay. I'm just telling you, just come on, just. Just add your drink, like just have it be pink Whitney and edible glitter. Like that, I'm telling no. you that that's what these movies are. You, you it's, need that it, edible it's, glitter. You, it's I don't see. See, I think the edible glitter is the key for certain movies because the Nutcracker. I don't think that's edible glitter energy. I think it's. I think it. I think it warrants edible glitter, but I don't think it's edible glitter. You know well, what I, th- I mean? I think, I think Barbie and the Nutcracker is like you know, like when you see like the fairy babies, like that one, like kind of gives that, me that. And, this, and the snow in there too. You know, we get a little bit of edible oh, glitter. I, in there. I, I, I forgot that. about the fairy babies. I love that we can have these debates on our podcast. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Most guys, most guys our age are going to be talk would talk about like what what their favorite scene in Scarface was. Not us. Not us. It's for us. We're going to be talking about the intricacies of fairy babies in Barbie. <laughs> Okay, so my good drink for mine is what I'm going to say. Again, you know me. I'm going sparkling pink Whitney this time, guys. But, but you know, for this drink, let's throw in a little bit of extra edible glitter because, you know, it's fairy time. Pour in three ounces into your glass. Again, a little bit more edible glitter. I'm going to go in a different direction with this drink than I've normally been doing this month because largely I've kind of been looking at the movie like as a whole and keeping the drinks very simple. I don't think I'm going to do that for this one. Instead... I'm going to focus on the main characters of this movie. We have these two other fairies that we got. Toss in an ounce and a half of blue curacao and an ounce and a half of grenadine. We got a lot of colors with this drink, guys. 
Then we have Ken and Raquel. Raquel for Raquel, let's add in an ounce and a half of creme de violet. Again, going like that purpley color. And then Ken, add an ounce and a half of cream of coconut. He's white. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I, don't know yeah, I love that. I love that. Ken is so bland and just shady. You're like, I know he's a white guy throwing some creme to creme of coconut. And then for the rest of the fairies, let's say add in three ounces of watermelon juice to really bring that thing together. And to finish it off, like Mike mentioned, with the frenetic speed at which that this movie uh, moves, go grab a scoop of C4 pre-workout and drop that sucker in. But here's the thing. Don't mix it because we do not have time to mix it. Instead, you're going to plop that pre-workout in and it's time to go because you're just going to have to fucking chug that thing. And that's this movie. I'm just going to get, I'm just going to mouthfuls of just like, just like dried clumps of pre-workout. It's instead of like doing, you know, like there's, you know, a dry scooping of pre-workout and then just taking a pre-workout like with water or whatever. No, with this movie, this is a this is a this is a mud scoop. Like a little bit of water, but like just <laughs> chunky enough. It's you're taking the worst of both worlds. You're quite literally, it's you know how Hannah Montana's the best of both worlds? This is the worst. This is the worst. We're gonna take, we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it the flavor of wet sand. <laughs> Guys, oh, you, you like the taste of sandpaper in your mouth? It's Hey, you know what? Good, good cocktail, Max. Good cocktail. I love that we both we both picked purple, like purple liqueur for Raquel. Love mm. that energy. <laughs> I can't help but laugh with freaking cream of coconut for Ken, <laughs> just because he's a bland white dude who's just confused. Listen, if it was Ryan Gosling, it'd be something you know deeper. You know, just something. It'd like- be it'd be a homemade cream of coconut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be some... cream of coconut that's seen wars. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the cream of coconut from your tissues. Oh my god. Okay, guys, so go go grab some cream of coconut and some vitamins <laughs> and pre-workout. And let's talk about Barbie a fairy secret. Universal logo number three. So after that, cut to an island and some pop music that sounds like it was shit out by an AI what, um, is being played. We go into a house where Barbie is having a makeover done and her two friends are there to help her pick out an outfit and use magic to change the outfits and magically pull things out of a bottomless purse. It's all pink and sparkly. And I really think that they, they took these movies and showed them to like almost blind people to see if they had any vision left because <laughs> it's so bright and sparkly. It's that is very true. It is the amount of visual stimuli that is just on screen is a sight to behold. That being said, I will absolutely say this. And this is one of the, the this is one of the credits I give the movie because the rest of these movies did not fucking do, did not have creative intros. Mm-hmm. It was literally just here's the director, here's the writer, here's the cinematographer. All right, have fun. Mm-hmm. This one at least was like like they would pull boxes out and the boxes would have the names of the people that worked on it. And I'm like, well, oh, you know what? Credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. That's 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 creative. It does it does something, but you know, mm-hmm. I really want to know how this movie looks through the eyes of a colorblind person. Oh my god, yeah. Or a dog. <laughs> like the dog is just gonna be like, My god, I can see everything now. 
Everything's so gray. Right? It's just... It's, dogs never made the transition to colored TV. And Barbie's trying on all of these outfits and like her face is just like, I'm happy. Can't you tell? Look at me. I'm smiling. I haven't frowned in 30 years. That's the, that's the type of expressions we're getting with Barbie. Barbie's one of those people who's like... Who's, who's like, I I don't eat pasta. I just like to cook it and then smell it. That's all I need. I don't need those carbs. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. I haven't, I, I haven't seen anybody like that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, right? She's got that energy. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we transition to a city, specifically this place called The Sunset, a movie premiere for Barbie's latest film. And I have one question. Where the fuck is Ryan Gosling? Why isn't he here? Please have him here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's bring out our boy. Our star-studded boy. (laughs) So we go to our interviewer, interviewing Taylor and Carrie, who helped dress Barbie for the movie. But the two-spot Crystal, a longtime friend, so they run off from the interviewer. Then Raquel walks up to the interviewer, and she's Barbie's co-star. I'm guessing she's going to be the bad guy simply just by the way she's acting. And then she goes over to sign an autograph for a kid who wanted Barbie's autograph, and then gives a real bitchy response. But I, I had to pause here because I'm like, wait, wait a second. I had to rewind it a few times. Is that the child from Thumbelina? Is that McKenna? What the what? fuck is she doing here? What? Oh my god, are there Easter eggs? Dude, there are Easter eggs? Dude, there is there was lore in Island Princess and there is lore here. There are levels to these movies, Michael. There's levels to this shit, man. That's awesome. You know what? Hell yeah. That's that's sick. That's sick. McKenna McKenna's like, you're not gonna believe this. You look not dissimilar to a fairy I kidnapped in order to impress a friend. <laughs> There's a joke I could make there, but I'm not going to. So <laughs> probably smart, probably smart. <laughs> then uh, Bar- then Barbie shows up and all the attention goes to her. Barbie and Ken exit the limo. Barbie stops to talk to the interviewer, but Raquel walks over to Barbie and steps on her dress, tearing it. Oh, what will Barbie do? But then her friends Taylor and Carrie see this and help Barbie off to the side with her torn dress. And off to the side of the theater, Barbie's friends use magic to fix the dress, which still hasn't been explained, but fuck it. I I love that. I love that this movie just – because in the intro crawl, we didn't mention it, but there is one scene where – uh, one of the one of Barbie's friends pulls out like a dress, and Barbie's like, "No, nah, I don't want it." And then th- she walks behind like a little like closing rack, mm-hmm. literally holds her hand, and magic changes it. I wrote that off as like, "Okay, whatever." It's the intro, and they're like, you know, hemming it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they just were like, "No, no, 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 no." She's got powers. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, wow. I did not expect that to be a thing. We're not going to touch on it. Okay, all right. Who needs it? Barbie's friends are into black magic and sacrificing goats. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. I love that idea. Instead of instead of some cutesy thing where they're like, ooh, we're from the fairy kingdom. She just walks in and they're just like slaughtering a goat and a virgin over a pentagram. And they're like, and they're like, you want to be pretty, don't you, Barbie? This is how it happens. <laughs> now introducing Barbie's occult playset. It's exactly. just a rundown cabin with like blood painting on the walls and like a bunch of people kneeling. Make 
Make a deal with Baphomet to become pretty. <laughs> embrace your embrace your vanity <laughs> through blood and sacrifice. We're going through a dark time right now, guys. Things aren't getting better. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you just. Oh no! Pybon's here early to reclaim his debt. <laughs> Go down the magical slide and soak in the blood of virgins. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Okay, so back with Barbie, a fairy secret. So Barbie asks questions like, "Hey, how are you able to fix this?" But then, not Ryan Gosling shows up, and Barbie thanks her friends and goes to see her movie with Ken by her side. Over with the friends, Carrie and Taylor do the magical handshake. Then Crystal says something. She's taking pictures of Barbie and Raquel. Then we go to some, I don't fucking know, meeting. And Crystal shows some mysterious woman pictures from the premiere. And Crystal shows one picture of Ken. And she's like me when I see Ryan Gosling. She's like, I must marry him at once. (laughs) And Crystal's like, bet. I love that. I love Crystal's <laughs> Crystal's with the shits. She's like, she's like, all right, bet it'll happen. And she just rolls out. <laughs> so then we do we do this a few times throughout this movie. A weird fairy PowerPoint transition to another scene. I love this. I love this. This high marks because this feels like a this feels like a Disney Channel video game. Like, like the Mary Kate and Ashley Sunset Boulevard game or whatever the fuck. Like, it's just the most colorful fairy transition that makes you stop and go, huh? What? Why? Why? It's giving me like totally spies vibes. If you remember that show. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love, love me some totally spies. So we transition to Wally's, a restaurant. Barbie, Ken, and her two friends eat. It's all compliments for Barbie, who gets brain freeze while eating a sundae that Ken steals. And then Raquel shows up to give passive-aggressive remarks and flashing the call-me sign to Ken. But then Barbie's like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm going to go give her these hands. (laughs) Dude, again, this is, again, reasons why this movie gets higher remarks over all the other ones. All the other Barbies were like pushovers who were like, Okay, that's that's okay. This Barbie's like this Barbie's really about to walk out in the parking lot and be like fucking square up, bitch. Like hell yeah. And this Barbie's from Detroit. <laughs> Barbie grew up in Detroit. Barbie's like, I'm ready to just Barbie's from South Philly. Barbie's like, I'll fucking beat your ass. She's from Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to clean running water. You think you're you think you're too much for me? Okay, so outside, Barbie follows Raquel to the parking lot. The two argue, but then Crystal and the princess watch from above, and then suddenly we see that Crystal, the princess, and two others have wings. Well, fuck <laughs> their fairies. <laughs> Dude, so Mr. Then, Crocker, Mr. Crocker's fucking snapping in a corner somewhere. Do, do you know how many times I was wishing I was watching uh, Fairly, Fairly Odd Parents? Oh, so yeah. many times while watching this. Absolutely. You're like, this is not you're like Cosmo and Wanda, please. So then they fly down and yoink Ken from this group. And then Barbie calls out and the friends ask Chris, the, Crystal, they're like, hey, what the fuck? And Crystal says, sorry, it's a wedding. Gotta fly. And Ken is just absolutely like not putting up a fight at all. Maybe he's like squirming a little bit. He's like, ow, let me go. Stop it. Ow. <laughs> Stop it. I love that. Ken is getting kidnapped. 
by supernatural beings. And Ken's like, Ken's like, ow, fuck, God, fuck, fucking Jesus. All right, come, come on, God damn it. It's like, he's not, he's not screaming, calling the police or anything like that. It's just like, it's the equivalent of like your like nephew or your niece who gets a, who gets a Nerf gun and just does not fucking stop. Yeah. Again, no really big, you know, reaction to being kidnapped by fucking cryptids. No, he just he just rolls with it. My favorite thing is you're mentioning cryptids, and you're correct. They are technically cryptids, but I just think of the fucking, like, it's just four Wendigos come out and just grab Ken. <laughs> no, it's, mo- it's, it's just four Mothmen. Oh, my God. Up, just big red eyes just flying off into the <laughs> distance. You're just, it's, just, it's just these fucking beet red eyes the size of basketballs just coming and picking up. Barbie presents cryptid hunters. So, sorry, sorry. We got to. Oh go, my <laughs> god! Oh my god! Mattel, imagine. call me, call me Mattel. I have ideas. That's, that's R-rated Barbie cryptid hunters. <laughs> so the other two friends they magically turn into fairies as well and give chase to Princess Graciella, who's like, "You do not get to spoil my wedding day." And then Graciella and her gang fly through a portal, leaving the friends behind, who are again not really chasing after Ken like he was being kidnapped at all. So we go back to the ground. Carrie and Taylor use their fairy phone while Barbie and Raquel are like, um, so what the fuck was that? And one of the friends is like, uh, trick of the light. We're not supposed to talk about it. It's written in the fairy handbook. I mean, dairy handbook. Sorry. Then Taylor is like, it's time you learned the fairy secrets. Me and Carrie are fairies. You don't realize because we keep our wings hidden. We're from Los Angeles. And Barbie just straight up thinks they're on like impractical jokers being like, okay, Where's the cameras, guys? That's great. She makes a fucking punk. Raquel makes a punked reference. She goes, are we on pranks? And I'm like, yes. You just see Ashton Kutcher just roll out and give a half-assed apology. I don't know. This was in like 20. I'm like, this was in 2011. Was it kind of late for punked references? I just, I, I looked at the freaking subtitles and it said pranks. And I'm like, there's, and it literally it's was, yeah. ER, it's spelled like punked. And I'm like, there's no goddamn way that these people just made a punked reference. In 2011, <laughs> this movie makes a few references that are kind of dated. I'll get to, I'll get to my favorite later. That's, <laughs> that's so sick. They're making pranked references. So Taylor is a shoe fairy and Carrie is a purse fairy. If a human comes to Los Angeles and marries a fairy, they must stay. So Barbie is like, well, how do we save Ken? But Taylor's like, we go shopping. Weird fairy transition to Los Angeles, I guess. Love the the response of... How do we save them? Consumerism. You're like, like, wow. Well, dude, dude, it's like Barbie uh, Thumbelina was, you know, leftist propaganda. You know, maybe this one's about, you know, right-wing propaganda. Trying to promote capitalism. You know, hey, consume, buy things. I love love the idea. It's just like in Barbie Thumbelina, you just see – I don't know. I'm trying to think. You just see, like, I don't know, like Bernie Sanders or Ruth Bader Ginsburg's oh ghost God. just in the corner, just like nodding approvingly. And then you just see the fat husk of Rush Limbaugh for this movie, just like giving a thumbs up. It's just Rush Limbaugh is a fairy. <laughs> it's, oh my God. Fairy Rush Limbaugh. Just sitting there going, like, you're goddamn right. So, um,. So again, Los Angeles, we see Ken and the princess taking uncomfortable, weird, non-consensual pictures, and the other two fairies drop Ken and almost kill him. But Ken is like, look, I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm not marrying anyone. 
And then Zane the fairy magically appears who Crystal has the hots for. So Zane comes in and is like, you, you plan to steal my love, the princess, looking and talking like he's one decimo from very odd, from very odd parents. And the princess yep. is like, we're marrying at sundown. But Zane is like, oh, you think you're man enough. And Ken's like, look. I like Barbie. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. But then Princess is like, how can you say this on our wedding day, Patrick? Take a shot every time that the princess calls Ken by the wrong name and you will be you're gonna so be, fucked up. You're going to be you're going to be hammered. Like uh, like truthfully, if you do the take a shot every time she says his name wrong, you're you are going to be fucked up. Like, oh my god. But yeah, no, it's it's so I again, props to this movie because it's this movie is doing a great job of just having Ken just be like, just be the voice of reason because you have this one decimo lookalike run in and just be like, you have committed a great crime against my honor as a man and we will square up. And he goes, you don't need to square up. You can have her. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, that's hurtful. Yes, you will square up. And he goes, the fuck I will. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah, Ken. Dude, he's just, he's just Ken. He's just Ken. He's literally me. He's literally me. <laughs> so Zane is like, I challenge you to a duel to see who is worthy of marrying the princess. But Ken's like, I don't want to duel you. So now there are going to be like three duels. The attendant grabs weapons for the two. And Ken is like, can I leave? I, I don't want to be left alone with this guy. But the princess tells Ken, like, look, even if you lose Glenn, I'll still marry you. The princess flies off, leaving Ken alone with Zane. Something tells me, you know, this guy, this fairy Zane and you know, Ken being left alone. They're going to be getting up to some different activities. Very transition to the mall. <laughs> just, I just love the idea. You just start hearing Born This Way by Lady Gaga start playing as the as the wall closes for Ken. He's like, no, 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 no. YMCA. <laughs> you just, it's, and Ken's like, no, please. So we go to the mall. Barbie and others are grabbing clothes to blend in at Fairy World. So Raquel's getting just a shit ton of clothes to flirt with Ken. Carrie and Taylor, they flash the Wu-Tang sign to check out at the checkout lady for a fitting <laughs> room. Sorry, you said you said it at the beginning, and now I can only think about that. Yeah, they do. Listeners, listeners, uh, you know how it's they do the thumb wrap thing for like, uh, you know, as a little kid when you do the fairy stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's also the Wu-Tang symbol. So it's literally, I just saw that. It's literally just like, they're like, Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. And, then they, and like the receptor is like, hell yeah, protect your neck, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's got to protect a lot more than his neck in fairy world so <laughs> he takes them to show, to like show stalls and the stalls that are always closed are actually portals to fairy world and yeah the checkout lady she's a fairy and the four of them enter a fitting room then magically get transported to Paris because of course specifically the top of the Eiffel Tower they um, took a fairy flyaway that can take them all over the world and again yes this exposition in this movie is so fast we're like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes into this movie by this point. I don't know if we've said that yet. It is. This movie has the worst version of those blink and you'll miss it moments. Mm -hmm. Like quite literally every single moment. If you sit there and turn around to go get like a drink of water and then just come back, you will have missed some vital 
new location change. It is mm-hmm. astounding how fast it moves. And the thing is, some of it's important, but also a lot of it's not important. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's this thing. This is what it's called. And then we're just never going to come back to it. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's literally like some it's, of the exposition in this movie. Yeah, they just reveal shit, and it is so inconsequential to the plot. So they had to come to Paris to find the one Los Angeles portal the princess couldn't lock. It's home to world-famous designer Liliana Roxelle. And Barbie's like, oh, I know her. Liliana is the oldest and wisest fairy living in the human world, and the four go to see her. Oh, and by the way, since they're on top of the Eiffel Tower, Carrie and Taylor transform into fairies to fly Barbie and Raquel down. And yeah... They, their magic is related to like, you know, shoes, purse, whatever. So these fairies are also on the juice as well, like all Barbie characters are, because they lift a human female with one hand and just fly. They're on PEDs. They're they're just on PEDs. Dude, everybody in these <laughs> movies are on steroids. I love the idea that it's just like Carrie and Raquel are just a little tired. And they're like, and Barbie, or not Carrie and Raquel, it's Carrie and fucking Taylor, I think. Mm-hmm. They just... Barbie and Raquel, they just look tired. And Barbie and Raquel are like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, mm, I'm winding down my TRT cycle. So, I mean, it's, it's, I'm a little, I'm a little beat. And they're, they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, Barbie's like holding on to one of them, to one of their arms. And I'm like, her grip strength must be like no other because she's just able to hold on and just, you know, not fall. <laughs> she can just like, she can just like palm a basketball and just like pop it. With her, just her hand. <laughs> so now we get another fairy transition to fairy world. Ken screams. He's wearing armor that's way too tight. He's prepping for the duel. He gags. We do another fairy transition. That was utterly fucking pointless. We go to yeah. Paris. More flying. The four find Liliana's home and land on her balcony. Because, you know, that wouldn't get you shot in the United States. So Barbie <laughs> knocks on the window and Liliana answers. And also she doesn't know Raquel. Liliana and these four go into her home. We go inside. Exposition. What will they do? Liliana will let the four use uh, the portal that she has. But Liliana asks about the color of the princess's eyes. They were violet. But Graciela has blue eyes. And aha, Liliana yells, the princess has taken a love potion. What does that mean? I, what could it mean? <laughs> Listeners, we're going to Dora the Explorer this shit. What do you mean? Say it now. <laughs> so Liliana drops exposition about the love potion. She pulls out a potion bottle. If they release this mist over the princess, it will release her from the love potion. So Barbie catches Raquel before she falls, and Liliana thinks that they're really good friends. That's set up. So Liliana takes the fourth this portal, and also Barbie's friends apparently are banned from Los Angeles. It's a long story, but they're going to go back anyways because, you know, friends stick together. It's, they, they're they're down for it. They're they're down for Barbie. They're like they're we'll, we'll go to jail for you, girl, dude. They brush by this like so quick. They, granted, they come back to it later, but it's like right now, like oh yeah, we're banned from Los Angeles. Okay, so let's just go on it. And then they're like, I'm like, wait a second. It, okay, think of it like this. It's like you and your buddies deciding where to go on vacation, and then one guy pipes them and is like, nope, can't go to Omaha, Nebraska. I'm banned from there. And then just <laughs> rushing right past it and not explaining yeah. the story at all. You're like, yeah, I mean, we weren't planning on going to Omaha, but what the fuck? Why? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that is a crazy thing that they're that Barbie and Raquel are just like, mm, that makes sense. But I'm glad you guys are willing to go for us. Like what? Like there, there's so many layers to just being like, we're banned, but we'll go anyways. 
So, okay, the four get in the elevator, get transported to Los Angeles, which looks like a fucking Mario Galaxy level. Mm-hmm. So they're it all, does. Um, my, my, my God, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It is just a Mario Galaxy level. <laughs> so they're up in the sky. There's no ground below them. So Carrie and Taylor say that Barbie and Raquel have to learn to fly on their own. But first, they got to go to Zaxby's. So, I, mean, I mean, wings and things <laughs> to get some temporary <laughs> wings to fly. <laughs> I just I love that. They just roll into wings and things. And instead of it being like a department store where you can get fairy wings if you need them, it's quite literally literally just like they just get chicken tenders just stapled to their backs that just flutter like wings that sounds like the opening of like a jackass bit it's like <laughs> like just stapling wings and jumping off a roof trying to fly and they just fall to the ground yeah exactly that, that does sound like a fucking jackass bit that sounds equally ridiculous so Barbie and Raquel are concerned about the, you know, the no ground thing, then magically get sucked into a vortex that transports them really fast to, um, I don't fucking know. So yeah, now the four fly around the fairy world, seeing a bunch of stuff that I it's, guarantee was only in this movie to sell toys, like a flying coffee mug, flying dog, flying cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, we go outside to wings and things. Carrie and Taylor say hi to the shop owner, uh, Rena. Rena is like, wait, aren't y'all banned? I should call the police guards on you. But Rena's not a snitch like Michael Flaherty. So, <laughs> How dare you? No, I am not. How dare you? Me, I kid, guys. I kid, guys. If there's one person I can I like, trust. I like that. That's rude. If there's one person I can trust to not disclose information about me, it's Michael Flaherty. Hence the reason we're As- hosting this podcast. Exactly, and disclosing information willingly about one another. That's what it's all about. <laughs> so uh, it turns out, so we get some exposition. Princess Graciela is a passion fairy whose emotions give her power, I think. I don't fucking know. Also, Rena has a husband, and Rena is a human, and they have, you know, they're very sweet. Uh, they love each other, you see. And also, the four have until sunset to save Ken. Rena finds the right wings for Barbie and Raquel that just, she magically puts on their back, and boom, there they are. So now they got wings. Barbies are lemon pepper flavored, and Raquel has trouble picking up flying, but Barbie is a natural. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> Raquel's like, Raquel's like, God damn it, now I got stuck with regular buffalo <laughs> style. So outside, Taylor and Carrie are like, all right, now step off. Um, above this bottomless pit and see if you can fly sink or swim bitches <laughs> they, they're really they are really unforgiving in the fairy world there's no there's no oh there's like you can go with the other five-year-olds and go into the training area it's like you do or you do not there is no in 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 between it's like how actual birds learn how to fly like with their mothers just like pushing them out of the nest and my, they got to figure it out otherwise they're gonna die yes <laughs> imagine i just love the idea it's just like you'll be like in this fairy world you'd just be sitting there just like enjoying your like i don't know fairy coffee or whatever and then you just see a baby just scream downward you're like (laughs) yeah it's just it's just like falling and then you just turn you go huh guess you can't (laughs) guess you can't fly Oh no, I guess the Smiths are going to have to have another child. <laughs> that's that's hardcore. That's hardcore. Just, just in, the infant mortality rate in 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 Los Angeles is is much higher than you'd expect. So they jump off and naturally uh, Barbie and Raquel fly. You know, there, there's going to be no death in Barbie movies, but there should be. There should be murder, death, war, famine, political uprising, divorce like my bitch of an ex-wife who took everything. But- How dare you, Carol? 
things have not been going well in all honesty. (laughs) (laughs) In Barbie month. Barbie month is wearing us down. (laughs) So Raquel is still struggling and like Raquel is still struggling and this pisses her off because Barbie is just so naturally talented at everything. We can't focus on that now. We must find Ken. He's at the highest point in Los Angeles. So the floors start flying upwards. We go back with Ken. Just quick break. So it's exactly. Yeah. Take, (laughs) take a breath chief. No, the, so the princess who rules Los Angeles lives at the highest point. So that means just general social hierarchy is literally the richer you are, the higher up you are. Mm -hmm. And we're in Los Angeles. So does that mean like if Barbie and Raquel couldn't fly and they fell down, they'd land in like, I don't know, like fucking Compton or like or like Crenshaw. Like No, Mike, they land in Baltimore. I they completely fall through Los Angeles and they land in Baltimore. And you just see so you just see someone just like throwing up crip. And Barbie just looks at her wings and they're purple and she's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this is a metaphor for the you know classism in America. It's both right wing and left wing pro- propaganda. So, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh's fairy is just both angry and happy at the exact same time. <laughs> so back with Ken, he gets transported to an arena where he'll have to duel one Dissima, sorry Zane, and the princess calls for trial by fire. It's a round of dueling measured by strength, and Crystal is just taking pictures of Ken. And Crystal is also flirting with Zane, but he is absolutely not interested. He only has eyes for the princess. So the princess calls to deploy the wings. Zane's deploys his, which are long and majestic. Then Ken shows his, which are much smaller. But as Michael Flaherty says, it's not the size, it's how you use them. So now they have to must perform magic spells in the style of a duel. <laughs> and Ken doesn't, sorry, he's, just, he's giving me a look right now. <laughs> it's, um, I'm fucking, I got nothing anymore. This, this, shit just, this shit just rolls off at this point. You're <laughs> like, dude, say something original, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, it's, it's like, getting, it's like, it's like expecting to be punched in the face. You're kind of like, yep, <laughs> here we go again. Just kick the man while he's down. So now Zane and Ken must perform magic spells in the style of the duel. Ken doesn't know any magic spells, but the princess is like, huh, that sucks. I guess we'll have to rebuild you. So draw. Ken thinks on his feet and does like a the thumb trick magic things like he's trying to remove his thumb. And Zane calls out the trick. He's just like, dude, it's, it's just your other thumb. And Ken's like, no, it's not. And Zane's like, okay, listen, can you just call off the wedding? The princess is like, no, Zane, do your magic. And then Zane shoots magical spells at Ken, but he's able to dodge them really easily by doing the Matrix bullet time dodging joke. I, it's hell yeah hell yeah the, the the movie just threw in a matrix reference along with a punked reference i'm i'm here for it this is 2011 matrix jokes stopped being funny in like 2005 yeah exactly it's i'm i'm here for it at this point you know what it's this movie's making so many dated references but i'm like i'm down with so the princess is like, that was amazing. You can handle the duels. Prepare for the second phase of the duels. And Ken is just like, oh, rats. We go back with Barbie and friends. The four have almost made it up to the top. But then they encounter turbulence, which knocks Barbie into Raquel, which calls them to land on 
Pegaponies, which sounds like something else that Michael Flaherty is really into, or rather what's in him. Again, more more <laughs> selling of toys. Yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I'm a broken man, listeners. This yep. isn't fun anymore when my insert, insert, insert pegging joke here. <laughs> insert, insert, insert like a YMCA. Insert something, insert something into you right now. <laughs> This is my 13th reason. <laughs> so the four hop onto their Pegaponies and fly to the kingdom in the sky. But the Pegaponies won't go any further because of swirl nado. Why not just call them fucking tornadoes? If the fairies get caught in one, they'll fall into the ground. But Barbie says Raquel can do it. No one I, can- <laughs> Gaslight. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Bar- Barbie sees this thing that people are like, if you can't get through it, you will die. And you need to be very adept at it. And Barbie goes, Dad, Raquel's good at that. And Raquel's like, excuse me? And then Barbie's like, yeah, you know, remember horse riding in like fifth grade? <laughs> you tore the ass down that. And she's like, and Raquel, yeah, thanks, Barbie. Raquel is just like, you noticed me, senpai? Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think I can do this. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm like, I'm like, that's a fucking diabolical Barbie. It's like when Carrie and Taylor are like, you will die if you cannot do this correctly. And Barbie's like, yeah, let Raquel go first. It's like that one scene in Squid Game when they're trying to jump across <laughs> the glass panels. Yeah, exactly. And she just essentially just pushes someone over. So Raquel, you know, commands the three to ride closely. And long story short, they're able to navigate around the tornadoes perfectly fine. She did it. Yay. Outside the kingdom. The four sneak through some brush, and they have to sneak by the guards. They'll have to disguise themselves to get in and save Ken. Barbie asks, you know, why Taylor and Carrie were banned, but they don't really know. They used to be friends, and then the princess banned them from the kingdom. But the disguises that Carrie and Taylor are finding, they're not good. But Carrie has an idea to dress like the chefs that just went through to pass to sneak past the guards. So we go sneaking past the guards. One of the fat-ass guards just wants a cupcake and sees them in their chef outfits, and then just, like, lets them go through. Badass. Love it, love it. He's just sitting there. It's he, he's he's definitely can be bribed. He's definitely a dirty cop. <laughs> he's like that one security guard you had in high school that would let you skip if you if you uh, brought him food. Exactly. It's just just hey 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 hey. Where y'all going during lunch? And you just go. Oh, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to McDonald's. And he goes, bring back some large fries and we're good. You're like hell yeah, man. <laughs> that that's what's up. <laughs> So in the castle, the four are like, where's Ken? But then they hear screaming and fly upwards. We find the arena. Ken is dueling with Zane and is unintentionally whooping his ass with these tiny wings. And Barbie and the gang arrive. Ken falls and is about to get done in by Zane, but Barbie interferes on his behalf. They got to use the antidote mist now. The princess uses her powers to freeze the four in place. The princess freezes Ken as well. And the princess is like, you're marrying me. And Barbie says, no, she's under a love potion. But then Crystal tries to brush it off. You already knew she was. She's gonna end up being the main bad guy in this movie. But let's let's keep going, mm. just because. It's just just humor the movie. Zane is like, it all makes sense. Barbie's trying to you know talk sense into it, but Crystal is trying to brush it off. And the big reveal is it was all Crystal putting the love potion on the princess. And the princess wants to know if it was true. But then Crystal diverts attention to the shoes of the fairies. It's Taylor and Carrie, and the princess is pissed at them. The princess is like, you'll feel the full force of my wrath and puts Taylor and Carrie in these things called Fury Spheres. She also puts Barbie and Raquel in one. Zane says the princess has gone too far and the kid is like, look, 
I'll marry you. Just just let them go. The princess then uses magic magic spells for Ken to force propose, you know, kind of like dad standing in the corner with a shotgun to get, you know, the boyfriend to marry his daughter. And the it's, 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 you're going to make her happy, son. And you're like, you're like, yes, sir. Well, you know, no, no, no. It's just Rush Limbaugh fairy with a shotgun it's, in the corner. It's Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh's like, I've had enough of this leftist propaganda nonsense regarding class. All right. You're going to propose and it's going to be nuclear family style and it's going to be romantic. So later at the princess's wedding, we see Ken. He's all chained up. Crystal is still trying to, you know, sweet talk Zane, but he's getting, no- but she's getting nothing. The princess is flying down, and Ken is like, "Okay, how am I going to get out of this?" We fairy transition to the dungeon. The four heroes are trying to figure out how to get out. Nothing's working, despite you know whatever she's being able to find. She can't. Carrie can't find anything in her magical purse to break through these fury spheres. All hope is lost. Barbie says it's over. Raquel reassures Barbie. She's like, you know, you did your best. And Barbie's like, we're all we're we're all gonna not make it. And Raquel starts to laugh and is like, you know, I actually don't mind being with you, Barbie. You're not too bad. So the two are becoming friends now and laughing about their situation. It's, they it, it's so funny because the movie has been moving at a freaking like coked out toddler pace like there's like there's no moment for any character development all right we're it's from scene to scene and you're like okay cool fine you're like fine at this point you're used to the speed Mm -hmm. at which it's moving and then it just puts the brakes on and goes let's get some character resolution up in this all right yeah yeah let's break this baby out (laughs) and then they just sit there and the character resolution doesn't feel like it's built on anything else it's literally just Raquel going like, I like you, Barbie. And Barbie's like, I like you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, remember 10th grade with lunch? She's like, yeah. She's like, I wish, you sat, I wish I sat at the table with you. And she's like, no shit. Let's be friends. And then the, and then the cage breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, dude, that's, that's a, you know, they all make up. It's sweet. You know, they're friends. They hug. And that hugging is enough to break the fury spheres by the power of friendship i also also very quickly aside before we move to the next scene i love that they're called fury spheres because the way the movie surrounds that describes our feelings about barbie absolutely absolutely it was fury we're two fury spheres but it's just they're like oh it's it's cages made out of pure hate and anger and you're like that's awesome I just want to say, from a concept, just because uh, I'm just imagining just like that, you got to concentrate to keep those spheres engaged. Mm-hmm. So I'm just imagining just the princess in like a prison of fury spheres. Like there's 10 of them. There's just one guy in the center of it, one fairy, just shaking with rage, just keeping all the fury spheres intact. <laughs> He's just so pissed off. He's just sitting there, just <laughs> like, you know, friendship aren't real everyone hates you your insecurities just, are telling the truth a, i'm not doing no, okay it's just it's just an incel it's just an incel and the way the guards keep them is by just bringing them like bad like fantasy football trades and like just making fun of them and just being like mm, i don't think your girlfriend's gonna stay around for a long time and he's like <laughs> oh and uh, by the way 
Now that they're out, Barbie and Raquel now have magical, colorful wings. Their forgiveness is stronger than the anger, and they have real wings now. Forgiveness lets you fly. They gotta get to the wedding, though. So Barbie and Raquel, they fly upwards. We transition to the wedding. Ken and the princess are about to say their vows. Does Ken want to take the princess to be his wife? And the princess uses magic to make Ken say I do. And no, it's not Rush Limbaugh in the back with a shotgun. Uh, Before the fairy priest can say that they're married, Zane pipes up and says, I object. Zane tries to ruin this wedding. He tells the princess to listen to her heart, marry him instead. And the princess is like, no. So the officiant continues. I love that. I love that. They're like, my favorite thing is they go, does anyone object to this? And of course, Zane is like, I object. And my favorite response is from the princess going, you can't keep objecting, Zane. (laughs) Meaning that this man objected multiple times prior to the camera showing up, which I'm like, hell yeah, buddy. This guy just cannot, this guy does not take no for an answer and it's not in the toxic dude way it's just in the like god damn it i'm gonna keep trying baby <laughs> you know i mentioned ken being a cuck at the beginning of this movie you know i actually think it might be zane uh, I'll, I'll agree with that because ken is kind of just ken has multiple women flirting with him and he's just rolling with the punches at this point zane is the one who's getting cucked pretty hard <laughs> I think it's mainly I looked at I looked at Ken and I was like, he looks like a cuck. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> he looks like he swings. So the, the, the officiant continues, but Barbie and Raquel interrupt. Barbie objects to the wedding. Raquel says, we object because the princess has been drinking a love potion. And a battle now ensues. Hell yeah. Barbie is going to try and get close enough to use the antidote while Raquel distracts the guards. Ken is just absolutely useless and is only used for a human shield, you know, kind of like in real life. And the princess gives chase in this pink hallway to Barbie. Raquel does fairy parkour in the sky to trap the guards. Barbie hides behind a betterly... better rendered waterfall and then gets hit by the princess's magic spells. Barbie throws the antidote to Raquel who watches it. Barbie's about to get done in by the princess when she's tackled by Raquel. She loses the antidote. Crystal tries to catch it, but call him Lionel Messi because Ken comes in with the save, balancing the potion on his foot. <laughs> you just, I just love the idea that Ken's just got it, and you just hear so you just hear Rush Limbaugh with a sh- put a shotgun down and go go. <laughs> you just see Ken just sliding on his knees, just completely <laughs> from this arena. <laughs> I love, the, yeah, exactly. Ken just puts the puts the other note in his hand and just starts sliding around, just like cheering. So Ken Kung Fu kicks the potion to Barbie, who catches it, is about to use magic when Zane catches the princess, distracts her, and then Barbie can pour the antidote on the princess. The princess is cured. She remembers everything. Ken stops Crystal from leaving. The princess chews out Crystal and then profusely apologizes to Ken. Crystal just wanted a chance with Zane, but he loves the princess. The princess asks Barbie what she can do to repay them. She says, release Carrie and Taylor. And it turns out the princess got jealous of Carrie and Taylor when they became close and cut her out. But they don't remember it that way at all. The princess is like, I, word. I the release uh, <laughs> she just releases them she's like she's like oh shit oh they don't remember it like that okay and then she just ex- brings them back in that's 
crazy, crazy how forgiving that this woman is. Well, like, she, shout out. She's not totally forgiving at first because she questions Carrie and Taylor and she and they're like, look, the princess got super busy with royal duties and the friends just knew she would say no when they asked them to hang out and, you know, they just end up forgiving each other. And the princess says she'll forgive Crystal if she cleans after the wedding reception. But for Zane instead. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, shit. So we cut, oh, to the, we cut to the new wedding. The princess and Zane are now fairy princess and husband. It's all happy. Glitter rains down from the sky. Crystal starts to clean. The best friends are reunited. Ken is like, I'm surprised Barbie and Raquel are friends now. Also, I'm developing a complex when my girlfriend has better wings than me. So, <laughs> so the princess tells Barbie and Raquel that they're always welcome back, but they must keep the fairy secret. You know, you see it's in the title. Mm-hmm. Raquel is like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I want to tell everybody about this. Place. I, I love this moment because they're like, oh, you've got the wings, Barbie and Raquel. You can now come in to Los Angeles at any point. This fairy kingdom. Mm-hmm. But you got to keep it a secret. Can you keep a secret and you'll have this fun superpower for the rest of your days? And Barbie and Raquel confidently look at one another, confidently look at the princess and go, no, we can't. We cannot. And which is, which is from, <clears throat> which gotta say, really switched things up for me because I was totally, totally certain that it, they were just going to be like, it'll be our secret or some, some dumb slogan thing. Mm-hmm. And then that was going to be it. But they're like, no, 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 the fuck we cannot. And they're like, and the fairies are like, well, that's a problem. That is a that is an inherent issue. <laughs> the prince is like, hey, you know, you could you could wake up tomorrow and think it was all a dream. And she's just standing there just cracking her knuckles. And the fairies in the back <laughs> are just like got chains and everything and are just like rolling their <laughs> neck around. I just exactly. And you just say Rush Limbaugh just like rack a shotgun shell. <laughs> Then we go outside and Barbie and Raquel and Ken have magical fairy dust sprinkled on them that will transport them back. Or will it? We wake up in Barbie's house. She wakes up and checks her phone and calls Ken. She's like, yeah, Barbie has a weird dream uh, so she doesn't end up remembering. Barbie tells Ken to meet her at Wally's. We go to Wally's and Ken and Barbie talk about their dreams. It was all weird, you know, that Barbie and Raquel were friends in this dream. And then Raquel joins them sounding chipper. And Raquel is being all nice now. It's different. Raquel also had a weird dream and woke up feeling like that her and Barbie were really good friends. And then Carrie and Taylor stop by to say goodbye. They're leaving to go see an old friend. And Raquel finds this very strange because she's like, I don't really even know you guys. But Carrie and Taylor are like, whoops, got to go. And the stylists are leaving. Barbie, Ken, and Raquel have a good laugh. In the parking lot, Carrie and Taylor shush at the audience and then transform into fairies. And then they go through their magical fairy portal. And yeah, that's the movie. Mm-hmm. Somehow we were able to finish this, you know, movie quicker than the actual movie because Jesus Christ, it moves at a breakneck speed. That is, yeah, exactly. The movie. This is one of the fastest movies I think we've covered on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, and not that's not in ter- terms of runtime. In terms of actual, the feeling of speed, mm-hmm. which I did not think that something like, uh, like the raid could be could be matched in terms of frantic pacing mm-hmm. 
Because where the raid had frantic pacing where you're like, oh my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. What's going to happen next? This is the exhausting, uh, exhausting nature of like, oh my God, I took my nephew to Sky Zone after he drank four Mountain Dews <laughs> and he has not stopped in four hours and I'm so tired. <laughs> like, yeah, that's 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 more the that's more the energy that this movie is giving me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this movie again, animation is memeable, bright and colorful, fucking moves at breakneck speed, and characters that you're kind of like, uh, Barbie. Barbie as a character sucks. She's a Mary Sue. The other two are just kind of there. Raquel is about the only somewhat interesting character because you know at least she develops and change. But other than oh yeah, and Ken is also here, I guess. But yeah, other than that, you know. I would say you could include this as a movie two, I'm going to say, or you can make this your starting movie and take a shot every time someone calls Ken the wrong name because, you know, you'll be feeling yourself by the end of it. I think I think I think that this would be. I think that this would be a perfect movie one. Mm -hmm. This would be a perfect movie one because, like you said, I like to think about it. And with our drinking rule, like that is the only rule. Mm-hmm. It's that and drink and that and take a dr- take a sip of your drink whenever you want to. But yeah, mm-hmm. take a shot every time Ken's name is said said incorrectly. You will be blitzed. You will be blitzed. There will be no movie three. It'll be move this movie and movie two, and then you will just be so hammered. You're gonna want to go do something. So yeah, guys, that does it for us talking about Barbie, A Fairy Secret. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Mess Up Midnight Podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal and stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, do you have anything that you want to tell the people? Stay tuned for Barbie, Princess, and the Popper. Oh, we're going back into old stories. I was talking to a friend of mine's girlfriend, and, and this I think this was like one of her childhood movies so this one might this one might hit a little bit a little bit closer to home the print you said the princess and the popper mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not, not to be confused with barbie princess and the pop star which is a different movie <laughs> so we're gonna do back-to-back episodes <laughs> it's gonna be much like the raid was where we covered both movies we're gonna do that for barbie princess no, and popper and princess and the pop star yes we are Max. shut the fuck up michael guys we will see y'all uh next time <laughs> see you next week everybody Or next time. God damn it.